Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to More Than Amused podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello, welcome back. This is More Than Amused podcast, and my name's Sadie. And I'm Stani, and I'm really excited because we're we get to talk about something really like I don't know it's like kind of current kind of yeah because the what the AMAs CMAs or like what is it again Mm -hmm. country music awards was only I think two weeks ago now and I feel like this has kind of been a frequent topic that's come up a lot recently yeah I feel like in more recent years I've like heard things about women in country and yeah how they're just not getting the love that they deserve it's actually really crazy and kind of interesting because it wasn't like the easiest topic on the planet to to look at yeah yeah Mm because I felt like I had to type in like a bunch of random phrases in order to be able to find yeah the right stuff now that you're saying that I totally agree like I thought that I was gonna find articles and articles of like think pieces on why women aren't getting represented in country but like I felt like I was only able to find like random like niche things that it's like oh is this like still not really being talked about in the way that I actually thought that it was no exactly because I think the funniest part I found is that like I did a Google search of like women in country music or something like that. And Mm -hmm. literally one of the articles that popped up was like studies have found that it is hard to be a woman in country music. And I was like, Like, did we need the studies? Like I could have told you that without researching anything. Um, (laughs) And yet it's funny because I don't feel like it is brought up a lot almost like it's kind of one of those things that people are like still sweeping under the rug like oh but we don't talk they don't yeah they don't actually want to acknowledge how much of a thing it absolutely still is exactly just reminds me a lot I think it's like residual that's the word I was looking for it's like residual effects of the break in like waves of feminism in the 90s I like watched a video recently on Um, how because there was like that first wave of feminism and then it might have even been the second after that or something uh, there was like this idea that you couldn't talk about misogyny or like sexism anymore because it had the problem had already been solved oh and so like no one was allowed to speak about it and that's when like Britney and Paris Hilton and like Kim Kardashian in her early years like were so mistreated um, and even like a lot of younger female stars like Mary Kate and Ashley and like a bunch oh, of those yeah. how they were treated in interviews and like how the media talked about them and how like just completely acceptable it is like it's so crazy now to back and be like 
how were we like okay with this happening yeah like, even just like interviewers like you said just talking to those women in those ways and asking certain questions it's like that's so obviously disrespectful and offensive and we were okay with that yeah exactly like it's just insane and it all stemmed from that idea that like oh but sexism it's, doesn't it's exist fine. anymore so it's fine we can talk about it because women are liberated mm-hmm. and so I feel like kind of that effect has like seeped into especially the country music industry in some way because for some reason I feel like they still aren't talking about it yeah even though it's not necessarily even the female artists like I feel like they're bringing it up it just seems to be like so broken in so many like fragmented <laughs> pieces that you like can't clearly look at the problem yeah totally well like I definitely on Instagram, I'm following like women of country Instagram pages or, you know, like women in music that even highlight country as a genre and talk about how they just don't get radio play. And Mm -hmm. I'll talk about it more, but like radio is actually a really big thing still in country more so than it is in other genres. And so it's like if they're not getting radio play, then they're not getting the attention that they deserve. And like, that's something that could be so easily fixed, you know, because it's the station heads who are not playing them or like, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's a, there's someone behind the counter who can literally push the button, you know, and it's weird that it's not. And I, and like, I wonder if it's like women being afraid to like be blacklisted or it's like, oh, if I speak up about this, like is the country demographic not going to want me you know yeah I will say I probably think I think that probably has a lot more to do with it than I even thought about before when I was Mm -hmm. researching for this because if you think back on like Miss Americana and how she talked about the chicks like before the Dixie chicks and how they spoke out against um George Bush and ended up getting blacklisted for a really long time a long Um, time yeah yeah like I mean country music tends to appeal a lot more to conservative values and a lot of conservative values have some interesting opinions about men and women and their roles Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times I think that can get twisted and into an entirely sexist point of view that can create more issues (laughs) in the entire industry than are necessary even like yeah did you grow up like listening to any women in country in particular? Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I like thought about it as country music okay. back then. I even wonder if maybe like the gap between the two is a lot narrower. Mm-hmm. Because didn't we have a lot of like 90s women on mainstream radio Shania stations? Shania Twain. Carrie Underwood. Oh, Yeah early 2000s even the Dixie Chicks I loved the Dixie Chicks like I grew up listening to that album with my mom like and Shania Twain like those two were my favorites I know I like me and my brothers had Shania Twain's entire up album memorized yeah me too every single song CD was Shania Twain yeah or like I, I can't even remember who it's by, but like, man I feel like yeah that's Shania Mm -hmm. okay good and then a different uh, album though (laughs) Yeah, and then that don't impress me much. Oh um, my gosh! Or um, any man of mine better be oh, proud yes. of me, <laughs> even when I'm ugly. Still, still better, better love me. me. Yeah, <laughs> I can 
be late for a date, that's fine. But, but he better, better be, be on, on time. time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then even as I got older, like Kelly Pickler. Yeah. Um, trying to think of who else. Taylor Swift started out country. So, of course, I, I mean, listened yeah. to that. <laughs> or Miranda Lambert is another one, too. Oh, she was yes. huge. She's still huge. She has Faith Hill. Faith Hill. Oh, yeah. Leanne Womack. Is that how you say it? Martina McBride. Uh, Leanne Rimes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm, like, now looking this up. There's so many from those early saying? 90s, like, 2000s. In the 90s, how did any of us not listen to country music? That was, like... It's what, yeah. It was like that and the Backstreet Boys like and Britney Spears. Like, that's what. Like, super pop or like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was avoidable. And then, obviously, like, I spent a couple of years after I got home um, from my church mission uh, working at IFA, which is the Intermountain Farmers Associates or whatever, oh, the country amazing. stores. Yes. So, they played country music. 100% of the time and then you get like goodbye Earl <laughs> okay and goodbye Earl remains <laughs> classic supreme right and then you also have like I don't even know the name of baby lock them doors and turn, turn their, their lights, lights down, down low I don't know it either but what a classic <laughs> or I got friends in low places <laughs> I think this whole episode is just going to be us referencing classic country songs now. It's fine. <laughs> like, it, I, I mean, they were everywhere. So, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, of course. Growing up, especially in Utah, like, it was in the grocery store. Like, that's what yeah. was there. Was I mean, in high music. school, I was very much like, a, I hate country music. Now I'm mm. like, eh, country music can be pretty good sometimes. Yeah, agreed. I feel very similar. I definitely stopped listening to it most of the time. But... Yeah, I mean, like, it really does show that radio is a major thing for mm -hmm. country music because I feel like when I'm flipping through, like, a radio station, if I can't find something good, like, a lot of the times I will end up on country music radio just because, you know, they play a lot of those classic songs that you know every line to. Yeah, absolutely. I guess, like, to start out really quick, um, there's some, like, statistics of, so you know how, like, when you Google things, questions come up and then you can, like, click on it and it will mm -hmm. tell you. So one of the questions was what percent of country singers are female? And according to Annenberg researchers, only 16% of country artists are female and only 12% of country songwriters are women. Oh. And it also noted, which I think is super interesting, that when female country artists do find mainstream success, they're young. And I really think it shows like this kind of tendency to lean towards like the new pretty young thing. Like yeah. the skinny beautiful blonde woman they're always blonde i don't know why um <laughs> they, they are they are always blonde yes <laughs> yeah. and then also um there was another question of are there more male country singers than female and it said during the past two years it's a quote from rj curtis it says during the past two years in my previous role at country radio trade all access i studied the numbers and there are simply more male artists signed by labels than females at a ratio of almost four to one. Wow. So when it comes down to a, a lot of the reason why there's not as much success is because of the numbers. They're not assigning women. They're not employing women. Like, do you want to know aren't there. what my theory is about women in music and specifically country music? I totally. don't know if this is a hot take, but it does. It goes has a lot to do with the concept of men and mediocrity. Where mm -hmm. I think they allow, I think people, 
I don't know. I don't know who is. I don't know who's doing it. The labels, society. But I think we allow men to be good, but women have to be exceptional. You know, like we can't have a carbon cutter. Like we can't have another Taylor Swift or a knockoff Taylor Swift. We can't have too many of those or else that's all that they are, you know, mm-hmm. or a knockoff Carrie Underwood. But you can be a knockoff Blake Shelton, Blake Shelton, Tim McGraw. And you know what? There's a lot of them. Like, yeah, they all in my like they all sound really similar. They all come from s- different like the same songwriters, you know, like that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of the country women in country, they all have very distinct looks. They all have very distinct sounds and very distinct ways of doing country music. I think that, like I said, they require women to be exceptional, but they allow men to be more of the same. And I think that's why they sign more men. And obviously they're not doing it intentionally, but there is some internal bias that they just, yeah. if, a, if a woman comes in the door, they have to be doing something different. And if a man walks in the door, they just have to be doing something that they know already works. Mm. That's my theory. No, that's such a good point. And I think it also could be like a self-inflicted thing too. Yeah. Like I do think the labels are responsible, but there's studies that prove that like men will apply for a job even if they only fulfill like two or three of the requirements on the list. But women are very quick to turn it away if they don't fulfill all of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's like this perfectionist... Yeah. yeah, like we hold ourselves to a higher standard and that's probably because we grew up in a patriarchal society. But um, <laughs> well, it just know. like shows that there's this level of like women, we almost force ourselves to have to be exceptional in order to allow ourselves into to those spaces. Be, yeah. And with the confidence necessary in order to stand down a lot of those situations that do happen. Yeah. I think it's on both sides. Like, yeah, they're definitely doing it. And I think... Um, as a whole women are a little bit more self-critical and that could be keeping them back too yeah I could I could definitely see that I want to talk more about country radio because like I said like that is still such a prevalent thing in country music because I feel like with the pop music like radio is still like sure important like whenever I turn you know get in my car every now and then I'll turn on the radio but for the most part mm-hmm. I feel like most pop listeners are just turning on Spotify right yeah like, we don't want to listen agree. to top 40 radio we just want to hear what's on our phones but with country well, especially because like pop radio has this habit of playing the same song like four times in one hour <laughs> yeah like no thank you <laughs> Whereas I feel like country music has done a better a better job of kind of being a little bit more varied. Yeah, so. I could see that. I could see that. But yeah, yeah, so country music is still though super important as far as and like breaking out artists. So this is from an article. Which one? It's the, oh yeah, it was the NBC News that just put out a article about women in country back in early 2020 in February of 2020. So this mm-hmm. is when this article is being talked about, but. I'm just going to read part of it just so you can finally, you know, get what's going on here. So in May, in May 2015, in an interview, a radio consultant encouraged program directors to limit the number of songs by women in their playlist to make ratings. Women were referred to as the tomatoes of an all male lettuce salad. In other words, women are the garnish and their music should be played sparingly. Much has been written about what is now referred to as hashtag tomato gate, but little has changed for women in country music. Which I was like, what? Like they they literally said that. And so, but it's like they have to appeal to their audience 
right? But then there was like different studies that were done on how much women were actually being played. And it says the studies revealed mm-hmm. a 66% decline in the number of songs by women on the year-end airplay reports between 2000 and 2018, as well as significant disparity in the total spins according accorded to songs by men and women, increasing from a two to one ratio in 2000 to a 9.7 to one in 2018. And then a second study showed that the spin counts by their time of day, revealing that songs by women were received just 8.9% of the daytime spins in 2018. That's ridiculous. So kind of like, I feel like, like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I feel like that early 2000s to like yeah. mid, and even late to like 2010s is just like the darkest time period. <laughs> well, what's, no, but like what's crazy, though, is it shows that like from I think it's saying that from 2000 to 2018, it went down 66 percent. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like crazy. I'm like, we're we're going backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it was think- totally that like period of time when they're like well feminism isn't a thing anymore <laughs> Just... <laughs> back 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 but it's like oh, and i think like you said like those times were totally ruled by the dixie chicks by shania mm. Mar- you know martina mcbride like all of those people they were tell. huge and then to continue so they talked about like why does this matter because like i said obviously you're not really in country music you don't really know why but it does matter but first there's they said there's a direct relationship between the amount of times a song is played each day and its ability to break into the weekly charts of course with just 10 percent of the daily spins in 2019 it should not be surprising to know that according to the, their calculations only 16.7 percent of the songs on the billboard country airplay charts were by women and songs by women are nearly absent from the top positions of the chart with an average of 10 percent of the songs in both the top 20 and 10 positions of the weekly charts and of course like i said airplay and chart activity is very crucial and just like for garnering exposure for artists especially newer artists because that's going to what's going to link them to more opportunities including labels publishing deals touring like and that's of course only going to grow them even more um Mm -hmm. beyond that too like another big reason why is because the more airplay that obviously an artist gets the more their audience is going to be familiar with that song and there's studies that show that women are not receiving enough airplay in any part of the day or night to be discovered to build a fan base become familiar with audiences um (laughs) and and apparently the kingston ontario per country 99 program director recently admitted that country does a better job at establishing and promoting male artists than it does women and and but kind of like i said it's like audiences respond more favorably to what they hear and know and audiences know more songs by men so it's kind of like they're because dug, they're playing more because songs they're playing men. more men yeah, yeah they <laughs> dug themselves in this hole where they're like oh our listeners like hearing these songs by men more but it's because they're playing the songs by men more and so like of course you know it's just it's an ever-ending like hamster wheel of like how do you stop how do you fix it Mm because the radio show wants to have good ratings so they're gonna play the songs that people know but like if they're not playing playing, yeah yeah they're just playing the same ones yeah Yeah, exactly oh my goodness that's ridiculous (laughs) so it's just (sighs) it's interesting and i think it shows a lot of that problem of like we don't know a lot I don't know a lot of like modern country female artists. I think it's the three that I think are the biggest right now. 
is Marin Morris, Musgraves. Casey Musgraves. <laughs> Casey Musgraves hardly gets country radio play. Like I think oh. the reason why she's such a success is because she found success outside of Nashville and outside yeah. of the country music world. You know what I mean? Because how often do you hear people say, I hate country music except for Casey Musgraves? <laughs> True. Like I feel like that's a, yeah. that's a thing. Um, and then Kelsey Ballerini. Do you know who she is? Mm-mm. Oh, huh. she sings the one song Peter Pan. Huh. I'll need to look her up. I actually really like her. She's she's really cool. She's a really good songwriter. But I feel like those three are like the three. (laughs) I mean, there's probably more. I'm not very well versed in my country. But yeah, I I mean, mean, like, I feel like you hear about some country bands. Yeah. But a lot of the times that's because there's more male members in the band than a female. Like Lady A and Little Big Town. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, maybe I'm not the best person to be doing this episode because I literally am like, I don't even know who the big names in country are right now. Yeah, I mean, like, it legitimately is kind of an outsider's perspective for both of us because it's like, I, we've both dabbled in country music, but we're not like a diehard fan. I'm not listening to Mm -hmm. country music all day long. However, I bet you think about me featuring Chris Stapleton (laughs) (laughs) has been playing on repeat. So that's true. I, I just Googled top country artist 2020 and it's carrie underwood keith urban taylor swift which i'm like no florida georgia line rascal flack zach brown band lady a little big town dan and shay old dominion mm-hmm. sugarland the band perry eli young band a lot of people i don't know but yeah most of these guys are are guys so <laughs> yeah i'm like luke combs oh yeah um morgan wallen kane brown We're going to take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists. I am moving, listeners. (laughs) This is explaining why I'm talking about this. And so I have a couple of like, I feel like this is such a normal thing. Are we all watching like DIY home makeover channels in our spare time absolutely or is it just me don't <laughs> okay worry. i have zero interest in ever actually following through with any of them and yeah i still watch them don't worry yeah i like watch so many of them so i just wanted to shout out like two of my favorite channels on youtube that i've been watching forever like literally almost every single video they've released i've watched so the first one is the sorry girls um, they're like a DIY channel. They do some like home makeover stuff too. They're from Canada. They're both really cute. Um, and yeah, so I've been following them for a while now. They only have 2 million subscribers, but I actually think they're really interesting to watch and mm. it's fun. So yeah, they're one of them and then the other one i don't know how well known she is like i know exactly who she is and i've heard of a lot of people who know she is in the like youtube sphere but i don't know mr kate have you heard of her Mm-mm. so her and her husband joey and then they just had a little kid named moon um and they do tons of like home makeovers and they did a bunch of like youtubers home makeover homes they did like a jeffree star's spa room oh whoa. and like <laughs> all of this stuff like eliza koshi um like a bunch of the big youtubers they've worked with them and done like makeovers for their homes wow and everything just looks so like beautifully put together like they do not hold back at all <laughs> <laughs> so it's stunning so sorry girls is a little bit more approachable you could probably manage it yourself 
Mr. Kate is a lot more aspirational. Like you look at this and you're like, wow, these people are spending money, like lots of money on this. It looks beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, like could never, but. Yeah, and it's younger. Like I love HGTV and like watching it with my mom, but a lot of the times I just want to see someone like paint an entire wall pink just because that's what's trendy right now. You know what I mean? Uh (laughs) And they do a lot of that where it's just kind of more trendy, like colorful makeovers rather than a lot more of the like classy traditional timeless like, yes sometimes I don't want to look at a timeless room I want to look at something that looks insane yeah so <laughs> yeah I feel that yeah so those are two of my favorites I watch them all the time and highly enjoy them both I'm gonna shout out on theme I'm not sure if I've never done this before maybe I have but hey it works it fits but it's an Instagram account called the women of country And it is a platform to promote gender and racial equality in country music. And it's a really cool Instagram account. I love it. It's just a fun Instagram account to follow. They create playlists. They have videos. They do events and um, like a blog. And just like, you know, like I said, their whole account is just spotlighting top new women in new music they have a new music friday that just spotlights all different women in country so if you feel inspired to you know check out the more underrated and lesser known women in country i would recommend following this account they you know obviously spotlight the big names but they have their big um you know they have their the new artists that they also take the time to spotlight as well which is really cool so would 100 percent recommend checking them out Definitely. They're just also like a really fun account to follow. Yeah, I agree. So yes, go follow, go check it out, go listen to more Women in Country. Definitely. All right, now back to the show. So yeah, this kind of like leads directly into, I actually ended up watching the CMAs. (laughs) I have never watched them before. I know when I you texted me about the CMAs, I was like, oh, wow, good for you, Stan. <laughs> so, yeah, a girl from Syracuse, Utah, actually helped present an award oh, at yeah. the CMAs. Okay, yeah, that was very cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, and my mom wanted to watch it, so she turned on the whole award show because we didn't know when she was going to be appearing. Yes. And then I was like, this is interesting. I'm going to stick around because I do is- a podcast on women in the arts. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so um, what was kind of sad, no, it wasn't kind of sad. It was very sad. Um, There actually wasn't a single female artist who won an award Mm -hmm. other than the female vocalist of the year that they had to give to a woman because guess what a man can't win that one do that no um and i mean to be fair i think chris stapleton took home like all of six things yeah (laughs) so they pretty much like gave it all to him but at the same time it was just very noticeable that even though there were women nominated in every category like a a female never won a single award other than that one designated or a woman designated yeah I just think that kind of shows even more so that, like, what they're playing up. Because, like, even looking at some of these names, um, even though I don't listen to a lot of music, I heard these names so many times throughout that night as they won awards and performed and were nominated. Mm -hmm. And yet most of the women that are on, like, the Hot Country playlist on Spotify, I don't even know if they were there. 
because no. <laughs> they never brought up their name. That's I interesting. I have no idea. So it, I just think it's kind of one of those situations where country music, more than any other genre, is a boys club. 100%. Yeah. It, they're playing for, like, they're playing all of the boy music. They're catering to their male listeners and they're giving all the awards to the men have you heard of the song girl in a country song by maddie and tay i was gonna bring that up because i think it yeah i found this whole article actually on a girl who grew up listening to country and actually ended up moving to nashville to become a country artist Mm -hmm. and she wrote about how women are depicted in a lot of country music and how it really shaped the way that she like looked at herself as a teenager Mm -hmm. and how like she had to go through a lot of therapy (laughs) based on (laughs) a lot of the songs Um, because she said that she really wanted to like mimic the coolness and beauty of like a girl in a country song but then she also had like those 90s early 2000s female country music songs that were like really powerful like man I feel like a woman yeah you don't even know who I am guys do it all the time just like a bunch of those really powerful like female country music songs Mm -hmm. and so um she said it was this weird dichotomy of like listening to a genre of music where in one song you're being completely objectified (laughs) and told that you need to wear short cut off shorts and tie your little plaid shirt up around your chest and <laughs> yeah. uh, wear cowboy boots and be super tan and um just like you know completely mystify all of the cowboys in the bar or whatever mm-hmm. and then in the next moment um you're hearing this like beautiful empowering song about like a woman like being proud of who she is and or murdering her husband exactly <laughs> so it's just like this weird blend where they're not connected yeah and um how it was just this interesting thing where the songs that are being sung by male artists are treating women especially young women as accessories in the mm-hmm. man's life and they're often described as like little or infant infantilized i'm saying it wrong infantilized i In- think yeah there we go infantilized <laughs> And hypersexualized, and so it's objectifying women in a way that creates more of that culture within, like, the country music genre where they can continue to yeah. objectify women. And it's because, like, 90% of country music is, like, middle-aged men wearing bedazzled, bedazzled <laughs> shirts, singing about drinking, partying, and sleeping with girls yeah. when they're, they should be talking more about women <laughs> like <laughs> like yeah not <laughs> and it's like not so all of it. no of course yeah not. like my dad one of his favorite is like waiting on a woman and it's about like an old guy waiting for his wife outside a store and it's nope. really cute and that is like cute. there's good ones but it's just a lot of the songs Whoa. are yeah I I love the description of the song that I found online that says the song criticizes the bro country sub sub genre in contemporary country music. And of course, like I said, specifically how women are portrayed by men, which I love like bro country because there definitely is like a bro country vibe. But like you said, it's just funny. And the lyrics are just so funny. Did you know it contained like the lyrics contain references to like variety of like certain songs like some of them are like give me some of that by thomas rhett anna by chris young i guess redneck crazy by tyler far oh my gosh just reading these names i'm just like <laughs> dirt road anthem boys right here 
the line, well, shaking my money maker ain't never made me a dime. Oh my gosh, it's brilliant. <laughs> Apparently, too, the song was only written in 90 minutes, and I feel like that's how you know it's good. <laughs> oh, because they had a, so much material to pull yeah. from. Like, uh, it probably was the easiest thing on in the world to write. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, oh, well, I got something to say. Yeah, and it just perfectly shows and the fact that the song's so popular i think it kind of shows even more so that everyone oh, yeah. was like oof well i think the song like it did very well actually commercially which i think it like you know maybe called some people out made people think and you know push some buttons which is good we used to get a little respect now we're lucky we wouldn't get to climb up in your truck keep our mouth shut and ride along and be the girl in a country song i love that so much <laughs> oh there's even more i found like a article by Huffington Post that talks about a few more of those like feminist tracks that have kind of slid by without people really talking about them Mm -hmm. um just because I'm a woman by Dolly Parton um one more girl by the Wreckers what part of no by Lori Morgan which you can tell what that one's probably not yeah Mm -hmm. the pill by Loretta Lynn um follow your arrow by Casey Musgraves especially line she's like you know you're, you're danged if you do, and you're danged if you don't. And Might then, as well just do whatever <laughs> you want. So, and then girls do it all the time by Mindy McCready. He thinks he'll keep her by Mary Chapton. Don't put her down by Hazel Dickens. Better than you left me by Mickey Guyton. Like there's a bunch of them. Not yeah. ready to make nice by the Dixie Chicks. Okay, mentioning Mickey Guyton though. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That woman is incredible. And I want to, like, take a brief step forward. I mean, brief just because... Okay, that sounds bad. I want to, like, mention, though, of... So she's a black woman in country. Like, women in country music have it hard. Black women in country music? Listen, Mickey Guyton, she performed at the Grammys uh, a year ago, two years ago. I was floored. I was like, who is this amazing, like stunning talented woman but she has been struggling to get a top country hit even though like her songs are super good so it's like there's a whole other layer to this conversation when we bring in race because i mean obviously you know but i so i definitely wanted to acknowledge that and everyone should go listen to mickey guyton because oh my goodness she's so good i agree completely i even i heard someone recently talking about how like soul music and like country music both have a lot of overlapping qualities and so it should be like a very natural transition because that's where country music came from is like soul blues you know like that's how it developed and so the fact that it's like barred off a lot to people of color is just like completely tone deaf like what are you yeah like it's it's literally white genre and it's yeah it's yeah it's completely the foundations were built on by from black musicians so whatever (laughs) yeah which i mean probably is the case for a lot of genres of music if not all of them so (laughs) yeah so it's just kind of sad that it continues to be such a problem i found this article that kind of talked about there was like a think country club on facebook and there was an article that was going around about women in country music and how you know women in country were upset and speaking out about them not getting enough 
airtime. This is one of the comments from just some random person on it. And and this woman, and it was a woman, mind you, who said this. Not like a woman in the industry, but she said, quite frankly, the female in quote country artists now are just not that great. There are some out there that don't get very much play because they aren't like Karen Carrie Underwood, Marin Morris, or Kelsey Ballerini. I do still love the older fat female country artists like Dolly and Trisha, but even some of the older female artists are trying to be more hip to try and get a different audience, and I don't like their newer stuff. I feel that our society now is quick to throw the gen- gender or race card out there, but quite frankly, it's more about talent than anything. <laughs> I can't even say it. Ah, and some of them just don't have it. Heck, there are even some great male artists who never get airplay because of the type of country music they play. Here's my thoughts on that. Okay. Women are not getting radio play, so they are forced to make music outside of the typical country music so they can appeal to another audience so that they can garner success. Because if they were to do it in the strict traditional country, you know, pathway and there's no room for them. There's no room. So they have to. And I think that's what Casey Musgraves did. Like. She was experimental. Yes. She did the music she wanted to do. She's been able to find success outside of it. Now, her album for the Grammys, they're not even allowing it to be entered in as a country album. Did you know that? I didn't. That's Yeah. Funny. And like she did this like series of passive aggressive um, Instagram stories like kind of after it came out of basically like her singing with all of the country, like the major big country artists and like showing like, no, like I'm a country singer, but yeah, they weren't, they're not counting star crossed as country, which like granted, I can kind of see that that album kind of did blend the lines between like country and pop. And like, it was very experimental, but it's like, it's funny to me that like the pop album genre, like, category is all over the place on the Grammys but yet the country one is has to be country you know what I'm saying like I know that's so interesting I also think it's like a very tone deaf statement to make that like they're not talented they're obviously talented if that were the case then why are they succeeding in other genres of music yeah exactly like oh if they can leave country and end up becoming like a multi-million dollar star then what's the problem them like or country music yeah absolutely oh it just it drives me crazy (laughs) (laughs) and okay so there's another a woman named jamie burke who went to nat school in nashville to study music business has been aspiring female singer-songwriter for about 10 years. And here is an online interview through um, that someone, that Think Country, that article, the, the I mean, the Facebook page that that Facebook comment came from. They did an article interviewing her. So they asked her, and I, th- I thought she summed it up pretty great. So I'm going to just read what her whole answer was. So they asked her, do you think major labels and mainstream country radio discriminate against female country artists? Explain why or why not? She said, absolutely they do. It's secretly called the good old boy network. If I was a man and knew four chords and was somewhat of a decent singer, I could go get a gig on Broadway in Nashville easily. I'd buddy up to the bar owner, then start buddying up with other writers, their publishers, then their record rep friends, and so on. Women do not have this luxury. We are expected to not just be incredible singers, but to be the full package. Fantastic writers, different and unique in some branding, marketable way, and balanced beauty and sex appeal. I will say, however, that I think for a while I noticed that many female musicians in Nashville, and keep in mind, I'm citing this because that's where I was 
was and where the major labors are. There were a lot of really great female singers, but they all sounded exactly the same. And they all sang slow, sad songs. So when I would try to book shows, bars sometimes wouldn't book me a 10 p.m. spot because they thought the bar would clear out. That for whatever reason, a woman woman couldn't be a rockin' and rowdy entertainer rather than actually and rather than actually click my links or get to know me and my sound, they'd say, well, we can put you on a Monday afternoon. Just an example. It's kind of like as women, we have not only to be the full package, but prove it too. And then they went on to say and ask her like, whether or not you believe there is an actual problem, clearly there's a perceived problem. Do you feel other genres have this issue too? And what she pointed out was like, women are killing it in pop. Like there's Miley Cyrus, Lizzo, Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez, Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift. Like there's a number, an endless number of female acts charting and selling very well. But why, like there's no female country artist equivalent of that level, Yeah, you know, that like there's are, there are the men country artists and the men country bands that I think are able to sell out stadiums like that, but not really in the same way that those pop girls are. And it's just, it's interesting. One more thing is they, then they asked her, do you feel that unsigned female artists come across as whiny if they express their frustration with the music industry? And then she said, you can't just complain and not do anything about it. It's not like voting and um, hating about the state of the political climate. You have to make a stance, but you have to also be a part of the solution. If radio and labels are telling us to stop singing slow songs all the time, then balancing your kids and records between up-tempo and mid-tempo song songs, write, the electric, write with eclectic people, gig more, be uniquely yourself, to quote Dolly Parton, find out who you are and do it on purpose. So yeah. that's what she had to say because it's like, which I, I get that. Like, if you're in this environment, like, you kind of are forced to, you know, to adapt what you're doing to. I didn't know this. I thought it was so cool that, like, she pointed out, or not cool, but, like, interesting that, you know, how a lot of women were just singing these, like, sad ballads. And so they were just automatically typecasting other women as doing that, too. And she's like, no, if you actually, mm-hmm. like, got to know me the same, you know, and gave me the same luxury that you gave to every man, man that walked up to you you would know that like no I I can get a crowd going and like that's not the kind of music I'm making so like you could have given me that chance but you chose not yeah. to yeah so no that's super interesting I like the advice at the end though I feel like mm-hmm. obviously we can talk on and on about how like the industry is corrupt and there's problems and that's so true but at the end of the day if the country if the country music industry is full of men then really the only way to make it change is to be able to slide enough women in there that they yeah. start making some like differences. Like you gotta figure out how to go get in there some ways. Yeah, and so I think what she's saying, like balance your gigs and records between up-tempo, mid-tempo, and slow. Like write with eclectic people. Like Find a way to like make your music more uniquely you so that you're able to slide it in there and be able to make that difference that's so desperately needed in yeah. that industry. Well, and especially like, you know, if they're, I mean, it goes back to like, I hate that it's like women are forced to be exceptional in order to get noticed, but it's like, uh, you you gotta do what you gotta do. Like this is a, (laughs) this is the man's world we're living in ladies. (laughs) Yeah, no, agreed. Cause yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, it's the reality of the situation. Like it would be wonderful if that wasn't the case, Mm -hmm. but it is. (laughs) So like (laughs) we need to be able to find a way to work around it in order to get more women in those seats. Yeah. So the the next generation don't have to do all of that. (laughs) And like we know it's possible. Like think about the 90s and early 2000s. Like you said, like women were ruling the charts. Like it's not like people don't care about their stories or care about them. It's just something happened. There was a shift. And going back to what she said, too, I thought it was also interesting how she talked about how 
like like I mentioned, like women have to be the full package. Like they have to be Mm -hmm. beautiful, yet sexy, yet charming, yet, you know, easily marketable. And they have to be perfect singers. They have to be amazing performers. And it's not like when I said men can be like decent singers, know the basics. And they're like, oh, yeah, come hang. Come. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, (laughs) I mean, like it is cool to see what's happening in pop as well and then like if country music could mirror that mm. a little bit more like more of the like body positivity and like anyone's welcome and i mean like pop still has a long way to go as well yeah i was going to say well. but <laughs> but there is like some important distinctions that are happening like women are ruling the pop charts and they have for like a while at least the past 5 years if not longer like Women are kind of in charge of the pop genre right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it would be nice to see some like progressive changes happening in Absolutely. country music. Agreed. And I, I love all those country girls. So if you guys haven't listened to Maren Morris, her girl album is really good. And I also love Casey. Love Casey so yeah. much. And I love Kelsey Ballerini. Like they're the big country girls, but oh, they are pretty darn good, I will say. And I mean, like, there's always chances to find more people. I feel like if the radio isn't going to play them, then go to Spotify for your country music. I also feel like TikTok has done a really good job of pushing forward a lot of, like, female country music artists. I know it's been cool to find people through through TikTok. Definitely. We've spotlighted a few of them. Yeah, we have. I mean, Um, we interviewed uh, Brina. Brina. And she's a country music artist. Yeah. So back and listen to that episode. Yeah, they're there. You just have to find them. Yes. And then hopefully eventually one day they'll normalize they will be easier <laughs> to find. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's the episode pretty much. Like, is there anything else? I don't think so. I'm like, hope enjoy the musings on country music as two people who don't pay a lot of attention to country music, but hey. <laughs> yeah me watches the cmas once feels like an expert <laughs> I, I i mean yeah listens to casey musgraves kidding. is an expert listens to Listen taylor to swift <laughs> yeah red was a country album yeah technically yeah. right yeah I think it's on so. the country ar- it's on the country charts right now her re-recording yeah i would definitely say it's country would, which is almost to pop. me but like yeah it is yeah, i like forget she like literally is a started as a country singer i know she's like a country artist and it's like is she gonna get an award for like a country album because she anyway every time we talk about music i feel like we go back to taylor swift i can't help it (laughs) sorry folks (laughs) a lot's happening right now in the the taylor swifty universe yeah and just like a fun little reminder we have december coming up and a lot more of you have joined us since last December. Yeah. So I'm going to announce this a little bit early, but last year we did like a little series called Amuse Miss and we did like a different thing every day just on like our Instagram stories and like reels um, talking about different ways that women contributed to like Christmas. And we're doing that again this year, um, different content, but kind of similar format. And it's just going to be the 12 days leading up to Christmas. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, 
go follow us on Instagram yeah. um, or TikTok. We're going to have most of it there. And we'll probably throw in like some fun giveaways and playlists and other stuff too. So just make sure you're following so that you can be part of that and just enjoy some feminist Christmas content. We love feminist Christmas content. <laughs> we do. It's tis the season, right? Tis the season indeed. And yeah, <laughs> thanks for listening just to the podcast in general. And if you've been a fan like it subscribe to it share it with your best friend that'd be great that would be great share with someone who needs to hear it too if that's your brother or your dad good episode yes have a wonderful week Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.